Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Live from Estopin All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to another episode of the Vamos Morados podcast. I'm Benton. You can find me at Twitter at Purple SDF. Hey, I'm Zach. You can find me on Twitter at Zach W. Allen. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest with us today. Justin, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Well, I'm Justin Tischendorf. I have been a supporter of Louisville City from the beginning, uh, but this is my third season of being a season ticket holder. Um, I normally sit in the open land for games. And Justin, I don't know if you got anybody who follows him on social media, but he takes some wonderful pictures. And I mean, they're always from the same spot, but they look really good. I know you touch them up well, or maybe you're just a better photographer than me anyway. But anyway, I always enjoy it's them. The, it's the magic of Instagram editing. <laughs> Yeah, man, we got to have a talk about how you're doing all the the players and and coaching staff dirty in the post game interviews with your with your picture taking. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a real bad photographer. <laughs> Coach Cruz looked like real messed up when I took that picture. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not doing it again. We're just going with it. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's on me. Good thing I don't have like an enormous platform. Anyway, so. We brought uh, Justin in to pick up for my Slack, get another perspective in the mix. And gentlemen, we are uh, we are blessed because we get to talk about multiple matches today. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I like midweek matches. It mixes up my, my week and gives me something to look forward to that isn't Saturday. I like them at home. I know some people don't like that, but like... Yeah, it's because you don't have a baby. I don't have a baby. <laughs> I don't have any big responsibilities like that. Schedule. <laughs> yeah. Because so, I work third shift. Oh, yeah, that'd be <laughs> tough on you. See, I, I work, I don't have any kids. I work daytime. So it's nice for me. <laughs> but anyway, this one was an away match. So you don't have to worry about attending. It's a lot easier to watch from home. And yeah. uh, 
we, they continued the westward trip and uh, went over to Kansas City to take on the formerly Swope Park Rangers, Rip. All right, Zach, Zach or Justin, you guys want to tee us off on this match? Yeah, so I guess uh, – so looking at the lineups, I mean, it's our – I think our, our fairly standard recent lineup. Uh, I guess uh, Niall got the start in the midfield, uh, and uh, Greg up top, that was one change because uh, uh, Lancaster picked up a knock. Yeah, I just don't Earlier, think he went on that road so trip at all. That wasn't that wasn't a big surprise to see Greg starting there. And then we yeah. had Hopeno and Ombi, um, Gibson and Paolo um, joined Niles in, in the midfield, and then the Jogo, Charpy, Tosh, uh, Pat McMahon backline, which I think is um, one of our best four. I mean, we have we're pretty deep in the backline, so we can rotate a lot there, but. Um, I mean, Charpie, Charpie and McMahon, I think, especially have been good in defense uh, this year. And then I guess big change, similar to last time we played Sporting Kansas City, is uh, Parker Siegfried starting in goal over Hubbard. Yeah, I like um, I, I like the mix up, and I'm I'm glad that we get another. I mean, it's nothing against Hubbard. I just like seeing other guys get opportunities and stuff as well. So I so, was uh, really happy for uh, for Parker. And I agree with you before talking about the the back line, especially. West Sharpie's really impressed me this season. He's really grown on me. Not like I didn't like him in the first place or anything, but yeah, it's it's really good to have someone versatile back there because he can fill in either as center back or out on the wing. Um, at at le- um, I think he's usually right back, but it's 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 really nice for our depth to have a player who can play both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I think. Sharpie plays really well at left back though because he played really well in that Atlanta game when he came on for whoever he replaced in that Atlanta game early in the season was that the one where is that the match he scored no 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 no. this is it was that uh one that? loss oh yeah yes Atlanta. okay when we had Napa playing left back for some reason yeah, I, I I applaud the creativity. I, you know, for them trying something different, it just <laughs> didn't didn't work, and I don't exactly want to see that again. I I was I don't I think at times we don't give the players enough credit for their malleability and their ability to play different spots in the pitch. We get too caught up in that. Oh, they're the X Y Z position. They can't play somewhere else. Yeah, but at well, the same especially... time, at the same time, there's little tendencies and stuff that they they build up. So there's like, I mean, there's areas in the field that they probably belong, and Napo does not belong in the back, and he probably knows that. A team like Louisville, where we switch a lot, I mean, everyone has to be pretty versatile, but you do you do want to see him in the attack more often than on the defense. I believe they. It, it, it's kind of the same situation with Akil, in my my opinion, mm-hmm. like. I don't like him on the back line. I he plays better in the midfield. I I think he's preach. He has unfortunately been forced to play out of his best position for most of the season. Exactly. Even now. to get to get rotation for Pat and Jogo. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're so loaded at attacking midfielder, which is probably his natural position. That that yeah, so that's just the only way for him to see the field is 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 on the wing in the back. 
I think exactly. if he finally does get that opportunity at midfield, he's going to impress a lot of people that maybe weren't uh, weren't too too keen on him. But yeah, it's just been just there's just so much talent on the team. I mean, I remember back in I think it was either 2019. Yeah, it was 2019. Uh, we had a game in at uh, St. Louis uh, where he played right back, and he played pretty well because he was able to go forward and track back. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, him at left back, for some reason, screws him up for some reason. Yeah, I think think eventually he's going to... Not not that that he did play well last night, but, yeah, he he doesn't deserve to be pushed to the back. He's serviceable back there, but it's definitely not not his best spot on the field. I think, I think he's a lot more confident when he's in the attacking midfield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, kind of like me in our old man league. You put me up top and I just don't know what to do because I can't kick the ball. Deer in I'm the headlights. At, <laughs> I'm, I'm good at getting in people's way and disrupting attack. I'm pretty, you're a decent defender in that regards, but you try to put me in attack. Like, yeah, that's a bad idea. All right. Let's get back. All on right, track. So I guess talk, speaking of depth, uh, so unfortunately Niall had to come out early in that game. I, I guess it was a fairly, um, uneventful fir- first half. I think Louisville played well, didn't get any goals out of it. Um, and then early in the second half, um, Niall came off. I think I heard after the game that something didn't feel right in his knee. Yeah. It was um, about, it's about 30 minutes in and he can't, yeah. I, I, at first when I was watching, I, I assumed it was tactical because it didn't look like anything happened. But yeah, afterwards it was confirmed that he felt something in his knee, which to be completely honest, like smart veteran move there. I think a lot of, yeah. a lot of more inexperienced people might want to push through it because they want to play. They want to get those minutes, but he recognized that and it wasn't worth, you know, wasn't worth an extended injury for. Especially so, like, after last season, mm-hmm. having to miss most of the season, you want him to yeah. be protective of that and take, if, it, if anything's not right, you want to take care of it. You don't want to push through it. Um, so hats off to him so, for that one. I, I yep. applaud that, but to piggyback off you for they had the first half, I have, I, I actually got a little screenshot of the, of the stats from that first half. We were, we were dominating them like 66% possession. We'd gotten yeah. off 10 shots already created nine chances. So like the, the pressure was on, we just were unfortunate to have not found the net. So if I'm, you know, if I'm sporting Kansas city's coach, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited going in the halftime <laughs> that they, they weathered half the storm. Yeah. So I, I think um, smart move. I mean, things were going well in the first half. You don't want to completely blow things up, but I think, I think a smart move to just make a little, little bit of change and get a different look in there at halftime. Uh, Jorge Gonzalez came in for Hopano to start the second half and that paid off real quick because <laughs> uh, he had a, I mean, it was a great, um, great little exchange with Ombi. I think it was kind of, like a one-two real quick passing sequence yep. and just an absolutely phenomenal finish from, from Gonzalez. Uh, Cause he was, he was real shallow of an angle on that shot and just slotted it right into the back post. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was very well done. Oh, we're going to go ahead, Justin. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure also like came across his body to get that shot off. If I remember correctly, he shot it with his right foot and he was on the right side of the goal. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he came across body just to get that past the keeper and into the back of the net. 
which yeah, is it was, thoroughly impressive. I'm watching it in loop right now in a Jeff, and it was it was a great shot. And there's a reason that the the st- the team and the staff are very excited to to get him on loan is because he's he's just a, he's a great talent. He's going to be one of those guys only going to get better. We'll, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll definitely see him on a on a bigger stage one day. And I wanted was, to mention it meant a lot for him to get that that first goal. Yeah. You could see it. Yeah. I, I wanted to mention since we've been seeing we finally gotten to see a little bit more of him. He just he runs like a high level athlete. I it's kind of hard to describe, but when you when you watch him move on the field, it's like his head barely bobs. He's real. It's like he glides across across the field, and he just he he runs out there like someone who plays at a, a high level. He has like a, a lot of control of his body. Yeah. Hey, so he runs differently than us in our soccer league. Yeah, I got I got a lot of head bob on my run. Very inefficient. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it was a. I mean, that was a a great sequence by him. And um, you know, Brian Obi. It was I believe his last time we we're out there. He had a hell of a match. In this match, he was he had a great one too. Because yeah, you know, another yeah. two assists from Obi. Yeah, we haven't talked about it yet, but the second goal, just a great Obi fired in a great cross and. Uh, it was not an easy finish from Greg on that one because he was he was on the near post and those are real hard to deflect and keep on goal and so just a great pass in from only and a great finish. And it was yeah. an awkward like forward lunge with his his foot too. He had to he had to do with it, but I mean, kind of yeah. He's a savvy a veteran. Ninja kick in there. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, he has some length on his legs because if that's out any farther that's right to the keeper mm-hmm. so that put us up uh two nothing excited to see that um and then let's see when did they score exactly and it was late yeah it looked like it was the, about the 89th minute, minute. yeah it, it was another case where we got i mean at least we waited at least we were up two goals this time but <laughs> it's another case where we got a lead and then seems like really set back and seated possession and seated ground to them and, and really just tried to pack it in. Um, Cause uh, in at that last couple weeks, that has not worked well. I'd like to see us maybe stick to the tactics we've been getting leads with and, and just keep playing the same way the whole game. Uh. The other thing about that that goal is that it was scored by one of their subs that literally came on two minutes earlier. Yeah. Super sub. Oh, so, okay. I didn't, I didn't realize that. That goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so the, I. <laughs> the, the sub came on in the 87th and scored in the 89th. Yeah. And I. That was such an insane goal for them to score because I. I had I had tweeted out that night that I thought that there were five Louisville City players within like six inches of deflecting that uh, all along. And then I went back and watched the replay. I'd like to apologize. I was wrong. There were six Louisville City players who were within <laughs> like six inches of that ball at some point along the pass in the shot. And it's just incredible. If you look at the the replay from behind the goal, it's like the ball went through a tunnel of just like arms and legs and bodies. And how no one got a foot on that is just insane. Yeah, if well, if... It, it, it's just reminiscent of the late goal in Colorado. It was like 
West gets pulled out. Sean should have closed down. And but we just left the hole open. Yeah, that. I mean, I mean, good for Sporting Kansas City. I mean, yeah, that, just perfect placement on that shot. That that ball took the only, like, literally the only path in three dimensional space where it could have gone in the goal. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate for us. You know, good on them. I mean, yeah. the one thing about it is like they didn't, they didn't give up on that match. I mean, like we, no. I mean, we pretty much dominate it in every every statistical category. My my rule of thumb is the like the a 2-1 win is like the ideal you cannot complain about soccer victory like you score two goals and you only give up one goal it's not like the best you you want to win two to nothing but it's also there are you can't really complain that's like it's like the the ideal solid soccer game yeah i feel like that's my that's like if somebody asked me to predict a match I say two one, and it feels like a cop out just because it feels very safe. <laughs> like, oh, they'll probably score, but we'll score more than them. Yeah, it's... <laughs> so if you ever ask me for a prediction, I'm probably going to say that. So you can well, it's always out. my my go to is that the the seasons that Louisville has won championships. If you look at that season, they their average for the season was like two goals for one goals one goal against. So that's like. You, if you keep that up for a full season, that's like a championship caliber season for Louisville. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to call about this match, I thought this was interesting. I mean, obviously all the numbers were very good for us, but on the match, we created 19 chances, but our expected goals was only 1.8. You just, I don't know. I just, you know, I haven't mathed it out to see about the correlations there, but you know, I feel like with 19 created chances that, that, xg probably should have been higher but well I don't know. Interesting that's actually on average it's it's about a goal every 12 shots for the league so i'm not talking like, shots though. this is these are chances created which again yeah. i don't 100 know how that's defined but to me that that would signify some sort of bump in the uh, well, in the XG so count. A weird statistical thing. They only had 18 shots that game, so I'm not sure how they created 19 chances. No, but... I, from what I'm saying is they had 19 total shots and 19 uh, chances created. It's weird uh, symmetry there. But yeah, it, I either way. Since I dig into the XG a lot, uh, they had 1.97 XG that game, which is very good. Like anything close to two is quite good, yeah. and. And usually you're going to get about, like, it's like about 10%. So if you get 20 shots, you should have about two XG. So, yeah, that's, like I said, the, the game was good. Everything was, everything was solid. Mm-hmm. Not much to be mad about. All right. Any closing thoughts on this one? Yeah. Three points. We can't be mad about it, right? Nope. Exactly. Midweek, three points. Took care of business. Then a few days later. The boys got to come home, and we got to see another match. And we got to take on the energy, but they were wearing their boring white kits this time, and not the fun pink and green ones. I enjoyed the bring, pink and green ones. They got to bring the wild. energy with those alternates. Yeah, well, they didn't bring it. I'm sad about that. So, All right, so for, the, uh, for this OKC match that we got to watch last night on the starting lineup, um, I was surprised to see Parker got to start in goal again. Not mad. I mean, I, we. I mean, I think everybody knows the energy is a little bit of a weaker team. So if you're going to experiment and give some other guys some opportunities, pretty safe place to do that against a weak team at home. Well, um, I, I think we had talked last week about 
it seemed like Hubbard was having kind of a down streak shot stopping wise. So mm-hmm. I think it makes sense to just have a little bit of change of pace and maybe hopefully having some more competition in practice can, can help push, push him a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what, I mean, whether that was because if they thought Hubbard was over, underperforming or just some rotation because of the opportunity, either way, we got to see Parker there. And I was also excited to see both, uh, Josh Widener and Jorge Gonzalez got the start. And I love when, when we get to see more, more fresh faces in the mix, you know, I'm, I'm all about the Academy kids and, and, and getting stuff done there. So it was except for Josh and then Jorge again, just felt bad with how injured he's been this season. So he's now finally getting opportunities. Yeah. And the kill was in. So we had all the, we had all the yeah very young lineup last night. Mm-hmm. And Cam was back. Which is good. I'm glad he wasn't out for young for at heart. A, I'm glad he wasn't out for an extended period because mm-hmm. his head injuries are scary. <laughs> yeah, so. especially since he had to get taped up on that last one. Yeah, I mean, pretty. I mean, he pretty much. Uh, well, I was told pretty much just took himself out. Like I can't keep going. Which yeah, that's that's which, a yikes. Which again is a veteran move, like Nile did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also, so, one. Yeah, you don't see from him a lot, so. It, you know that it was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So glad it was only, it only just kept him on the road trip. And again, I, I've said this time and time again, we are, we are fortunate with our depth, particular, particularly having somebody like Kyle Gregg to back him up. Like lucky. I don't know why the clubs didn't, uh, didn't jump on his availability before we did, but their losses are gain. Exactly. All right. So last night um, we almost got a, got an early, early lead it was at 10th 11th minute Hopano took a took a took a shot from wasn't too angle but kind of was and it I mean they say it's a game of inches and this and it it is a straight line shot and it hit that side bar and like had it been like an inch to the right it would have mm-hmm. been in so I felt really bad for him uh, yeah, that he taunted the soccer gods when he shaved his head <laughs> Yeah, I thought after I got past the keeper, I was like, "All right, this is going in." Yeah, I was, I was pretty upset about that. He's he had another upset. shot too, right? Like within a couple minutes of that, that was um, also real close. He's un- he's unfortunate not to only have one goal on the season. He yeah. he does a lot of stuff. I feel like that doesn't register on the on the stat sheet. It yeah. helps set his teammates up for uh, for success, so he doesn't always get it himself. I think he's been a real good enforcer for Jogo because I think Jogo's like the most fouled person on the team. Yeah. <laughs> he plays like hockey enforcer for him. He's like uh, Jogo's big brother out there on the field. I'm, I'm, I love to see it though. I forget. It was earlier this season. Like it was later in the match. The other team was clearly frustrated and they're going to throw in and Joe goes back to him. They just pegged him with the ball. And hoping it was uh, nowhere near that action, but he came flying <laughs> across the field and went right in that guy's I face. Was, I think it was the first game of the season against Atlanta. Was it the first one? Yeah. I knew it was, I knew it was yeah, real early he was, on. But... He was on the, uh, like, far, like the right side of the field mm-hmm. uh, near the video board. And, he, yeah, he was going for he, – he thought that it was our throw, but it ended up not being our throw. And yeah, one thing led to another. Then Antoine just came flying over. Like a bulldog. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, 
So I guess near the end of the first half, we finally broke through. We had our 14th goal scorer for the season. I'm glad you brought that up because I was yeah. going to. <laughs> Owen goal. Well, how lucky are we? 14 goal scores. But yeah, I was... Uh, what I think was a very good assist from uh, from Jimmy McLaughlin on that one. You, you, I think you tweeted online, but I completely agree. Like, they should get, like, you should get an assist for that. If you fire in a cross in there that results in an own goal, I think that's an assist to me. You you sent in the pass that made the goal. That's, yeah, it's your Honestly, assist. Honestly, it's unfortunate for it to not still be credit for him as a goal in some capacity. Yeah. I mean, I'm I don't think it. you should get the goal. Like, that ball wasn't going in, but that that was a good... That was a very dangerous cross, which is why it resulted in that. Because that that defender had to put his head on it, or else, like you risk giving up an easy backpost goal. And that's so, yeah. That's all, all credit to Jimmy on that goal. It's everywhere it's set for the score sheet. Yeah, yeah, he should get something for it. But either way, happy that we uh, happy we got a goal there. So I'm not too too mad how it happens, as long as it happens. So. Felt like we should, like when we went in the halftime, felt like we should have been up some more. I guess I'm getting real like snobbish. The fact that we're just like we're we're blessed with such a good team, like we should be beating them three nothing by now. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, when you when you possess, I think I looked at one point it was like seventy thirty possession in that first half. That just yeah, uh, that's that's where I think we're spoiled because they they just dominate in this on the stats every game. Yeah, I was just too high brown. Like we should be winning by more. I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, really, I mean, yeah, really, I could have easily been at least two nothing on there again. Hoping I just a game of inches, just a few more inches, and and hoping it would be on that sheet too. But you know, I, I'll take I'll take one nothing. So, the second match we uh we saw a whole host of subs, and I'm glad the rotations are still happening, keeping everybody fresh, not overextending people. Uh, hoping oh Jimmy and Wes uh, came off. Ombi, Jogo, and George Davis all came on. I always love when uh, George Davis gets on because we know he's kind of at the in the twilight of his career. So he said, had such a long historic run in the league. So appreciate oh, him when he comes on. Just a great Louisville City legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I have nothing but positive things to say about George Davis, and that has nothing to do with me wanting to recruit him for our over 30 team whenever he does decide to retire. I mean, I think he, like, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he only get like 20 minutes last season? I know it's a shorter season, but like he pretty much got like no time, which yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah, I am very happy to see him because he's he's been good when he's come on every game this season. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, so the next moment of ac- action was what about the 70th minute? Um, um, I th- there was uh, there was an opportunity where Jogo sent in a cross to Ombi and uh, who f- fired off a shot that I, you know, I thought had some real quality to it, but it got body blocked. Um, let's see there. Then I think it was about that wasn't even 10 minutes later, it was like five minutes later. Jogo just got like straight up hacked in the box, like. I don't. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I felt like a it's pretty a uh, pretty clear call. Clear penalty. Good. Good on Jogo to get the ball away early and make his turn so that it like it made it clear it was a penalty because the, the he the, he got the ball away from the defender so that when the defender came in hard like that, there there's no nothing you could do but have have to call that one. Yeah when they they showed him on the 
video board. He was just laying there. I was like, oh my God, they paralyzed Jogo. He's <laughs> he's dead. Rip. Yeah, thankfully he was he was able to get up and recover from that. He, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it was it was clear. I'm happy we got it. And I don't know if you guys know this as well, but like it felt like a good moment for Cam after he scored it. Like I guess this kind of I don't know, after being injured again and score, I, I think that one was a, a little more meaningful than him than yeah. than, uh, than another goal. So I was really happy he got the got to get on I think there. It's his fourth PK conversion this season. He's had a lot. I feel he's had a yeah. lot this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, joke. They need to go ahead and call him up to England. <laughs> That's all he said. He should be taking the PKs for the team. Yeah. <laughs> Just I'd like them all. I would love to have an English international on the team. Be a cool thing to brag about, right? Yeah. So. All right. Well, then again, well, Harry, uh, Harry can put in a good word for him. Kane. <laughs> they both came up through the top Spurs Academy at the same time. Yeah. So, um, Seth struck again late in the match. What yeah, did you Yeah, that now, was. We, so we gave, um, you know, for context, we gave up a PK. You know, Tosh kind of collided with a, with a breaking away attacker and, and they, they made the call, which it um, was I'm not, not going to argue. I'm not going to argue against it. I feel it like was it was not, not a penalty. Like, that's definitely a foul. Uh, that's just a super harsh <laughs> penalty because that was, I, I have a problem with the shape of the penalty box in soccer. I think it's like a, it's like a, like a game game theory construction problem with soccer is that that the box really should be an arc because that that top corner where that foul happened is really not the same as like the middle of the box, and it, it's it kind of sucks that regardless it, whether you're in the corner over there or you're in the middle, it's the same penalty. Zach, don't go changing my game. <laughs> We're American. We're not allowed to touch it. You got to talk to somebody on the other side of the ocean. But anyway, that. a couple minutes before that, we had had, um, I think it was Jogo. Somebody was in a similar spot on the box where they had a ball in the air and the, the Oklahoma City defender clearly like grabbed them from behind and kept them from getting onto it. And and my wife, Lori, was complaining in the during the game that that should have been a penalty. And I had said... Like technically, yes, that should have been like that was a penalty that was com- committed in the box. But like refs are pretty hesitant to call a penalty kick for for penalties that happen over in the corner like that, unless they're super egregious mm-hmm. because it's such a you're just awarding a goal basically. So you generally can get away with a little more on the edge of the box right there. But that, uh, Tosh did not get that same grace. No. My thought on the penalty, though, is that that late in the game, when we're, we're, we're closing down the game like that, you can't, you can't give that penalty. There. Yeah, that, that, I mean, like I said, that was for sure a foul. And so that's, that's yeah. really on Tosh for like, you got to know the situation where he's running diagonally away from the goal. Like it's, even if he gets on the end of that cross, there's not a lot of people there's not very many Oklahoma city players coming with him so that he didn't really even have anybody to pass it to. So it, you got to know when to ease up a bit and play it, play it clean. Yeah. It, because yeah, that it reminds that, me of that penalty I, kick was way more dangerous than whatever that play was going to result in. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say something similar. It's pretty much like 
I think it was against Indy earlier in the season. He gave up uh, another foul. It's just one of those things like we're similar even, situation. Yeah. yeah. If you don't give up yeah. the foul, they're just in a, I mean, yeah, obviously we don't want them there, but like, it's not a super productive spot for them to be in. And I mean, it's really easy for us to, to, you know, to armchair quarterback that, but, um, but I, I mean, I agree with you just like, let him have it. There's like two minutes left in the match. Like and he'll be in a bad spot. You can defend it, but. I mean, I, cla- and I think he thought he was out of the box. Um, okay, that's I awareness. think he was trying to get that shove in before they got to the box and was just a little late on it. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, he had such, I thought he had such an outs. We didn't talk about this for the last one, but I thought I he mean, had he's had just a-, a great season. Yeah, no, particularly I thought last match he was phenomenal. So for that alone, like, okay, you know what? Like, that's fine. Like I'm. I think he has. Last I checked, he has the most completed passes in the league by like a large margin. <laughs> like because he's played every single minute this year. Um. So. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. I haven't realized that. I guess he has. Uh, and also, I I really think that jo- Josh was the trailing defender behind Hosh. So, I. I don't know why Sean didn't notice that Josh was behind him and would have easily been able to clear that ball if it had gotten through. Because I was thoroughly impressed with Josh's performance last night. Mm -hmm. For it being only his second start for us, he played really well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's been – he's been great. And there's a reason he's been earning his minutes. And I, and I forgot what point the matches happened. It was one of the energy's best, like open field plays, I guess they were in some sort of breakaway. And it was basically like between, um, between him and Parker Siegfried, they were able to, to keep that out there. And they're probably the two like most inexperienced players. So I'm glad they have an opportunity to be in a, being a bit of a pickle, a bind like that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's good learning, learning opportunities for them. I think Siegfried and, had a very good game um, mm-hmm. against OKC because yeah. he, um, we, I guess we didn't mention Bijiv, the the player who scored the, I think he drew that foul and scored the penalty kick, but yeah. he He's, he he was giving them trouble the whole game, and he had a he had a very good like breakaway on a um, on a turn or on a fast break in the first half where he got one on one with Siegfried and Siegfried did a very good job of closing the grounds and blocking the shot. Yeah. So I props to him. He, he had a great game last night. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, also not to mention that. Uh, uh, Josh almost got taken out, probably should have been taken out of the game after the, that tackle early in the first half, when he got taken down uh, at the uh, near uh, Scouse's house. Oh, the, the, it the was, collision. He made yeah, a great yeah. run to track that ball down. He closed yeah. a lot of space. Like, I think that was a case where I don't know if he got hit super hard, but he had to really lay out to get to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's why, that's why you got the young guys in there. And, and even after he got up, he, he still won a full 90 minutes. That's just super impressive. He's gotta, I can't wait to see what, happens when you have both winder boys on the field like oh, once, that, once Elijah comes back and gets a start in the midfield I can't wait to see what those two do together 
um yeah i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty thrilled to see that and both both of them i think pretty have a pretty high ceiling so yeah just love it especially the the flash of potential that we got last season with elijah and that mm-hmm. one game that he got to come in and finish out that yeah. was that was only a flash of what i think we can get out of him uh, I think he was part of their. I think we've. And I think Zach and I have said this before. I think he was going to be part of their regular plans mm-hmm. before that injury. Yeah. So. Yeah. I. I they. They were really talking him up in the preseason that he was yeah. going to play a lot this season. And, and do we know if, like any timetable on him? Um. I think he's pretty much going to be out most of this season. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's one of these things. I think they're just. They're not. They're not trying to rush it. It's the same thing with Oscar. Oscar's never had a serious injury before. So that's why they're mm-hmm. taking it real easy, like and really slowly getting him back in the mix. And I see the same for Elijah. So we didn't we didn't mention it, but great news this week, Oscar was back in practice. Yeah. Yeah. And um him, Elijah, and um Abdu were all when, when I was helping with the setup, putting the, the banners oh. and whatnot up, they were all running around and kicking around. So and I would like to apologize to Abdu because he's one of my favorite players and he was the player whose name i could not remember last week when i was saying that we were still missing some depth at forward so <laughs> I th- yeah I, I, li- I like him a lot too yeah yeah um so all right well um looking at some of the numbers from this okc match and this kind of caught me off guard i i was just looking at the xg before um oklahoma city energy had a 1.32 which i yeah. thought was pretty high I said that it specifically Bijiv was giving them a lot of trouble. They, oh, they, he's, um, he's their best by country mile. Well, I mean, yeah. cause that, that breakaway that, that, um, that Siegfried blocked, that was, that was like a 0.4 XG shot just on that. So yeah. uh, that was a big, big chunk, but yeah, that's, and 1.3 is still below average. It's like 1.5 on average for the league. So, I mean, still a good defensive outing, but not as, not yeah. as good as they usually do. I'll say, yeah, but we're spoiled. It should be less than one. <laughs> <laughs> I can be real snobby about that stuff and complain about it. But no, um, I just, that, that just caught me off guard. You're just kind of like watching the match and looking at that number. It didn't, didn't really mesh with me, but. It's, that was like a, that was just a, they took care of business game last night. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it was a taking care of business kind of week. And again, a lot of a lot of rotations and stuff still happening. And again, we we got to give some guys minutes who haven't been getting as many. You know, uh, Josh, Akil, Parker, Jorge. Yeah. Luckily, we now have a whole entire week off, so everybody can get some rest in and get mm-hmm. healed up with any nagging injuries. And their beautiful new uh, medical facilities. Yes. <laughs> How lucky is the club to have stuff like that? We're spoiled. I was talking to my uh, the Uber driver, and I was talking about how great the facilities are on there. And I mean, it's part of the reason people want to come play with us. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Any closing so, thoughts on certain people? Yeah. Any um any closing thoughts on uh, OKC Energy, or do we want to start talking about the next match for uh for City? Well, I mean, I guess just to bring back a theme to mention it. it it was another game where we got the lead and then made a defensive substitution and switched to like a back five and, and gave up a goal. And I just am not, I have not been impressed with, with switching to like loading it up on defense to close mm-hmm. out games. 
Yeah, because I think what we took out. Am I making this up? Yeah, we took we in the seventy something minute. Bail. We took out. We took Bone out for uh, for Swahe. Yeah, I just I don't agree with the philosophy of like taking people out of the midfield and putting people in the back line because I, I think the midfield is also very important for keep, keeping teams from scoring goals. And so I I don't know. This might just be like watch grow uh, may might be just used to watching like James O'Connor whose philosophy was just like never change the formation ever just like play this way same way the whole game but yeah I believe they call that in the business parking the bus yeah not a fan of parking the bus <laughs> so all right next match for Louisville City is we get Swope Park Rangers again I don't really have any big things to share or talk about with that because we just played them and I don't think they're very good. And anything it. less anything less than a win is is a failure. Especially this one's a home game. So. Yeah, it's a home game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first time we have uh SKC two at home this year. Yeah, because yeah, both of them have been on the road. So mm-hmm. I won three nothing. They, they actually get to play in front of fans this time. <laughs> I just I, I won't be sad when the MLS two teams go. That's a conversation for a different day though. Nice hey, field in Kansas soon, City, man. though. Actually, the actual oh. the pitch is good. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a great place. I'd love to go yeah. catch a match there. I mean, it'd be, be great, great if there were people there. <laughs> yeah, it's a great place. But all right, we've talked enough about Louisville City. Let's talk about racing. Let me pivot my stuff over here. So, a late one last night on the West Coast. I had to drink a energy drink before. Uh, for the little city match, so I had enough uh, steam in the engine. I'm all old. I got a bedtime. It was past. You make it out to Hogfather. Uh, yeah, I was at Hogfather. <laughs> it's me, uh, me and Justin. We're hanging out with Robin, and I was doing a lot. I was doing a lot more talking than than watching, but I uh, I did see a good bit of it, and I have since looked at the numbers. And I mean, yeah, it was a loss, but but I'm 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 just happy overall in general with it. But yeah, we can get into that. I guess to to talk about. I guess the talking about lineups and opponents. So, I mean, rain are missing, um, their national team players. So, um, miss missing Morgan Rapino, um, and, uh, Oh gosh. Rose Lavelle. Rose Lavelle. Skyline yeah. chili messy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stop talking about chili. That's a that's I, a real. I didn't make that nickname up. Somebody. I will did. gladly compliment Skyline Chili if it means we can sign Roosevelt at some point. <laughs> that's that is that is a trade I will make. Uh, but anyway, I, I was gonna I was gonna say they still have um, all of the players that they've gotten on loan from Lyon. That and I think last night was a good example of how important those players I think will be to this team moving forward in the in the season because they still have. Lissamere, uh, Morazan, and Buhati, um, who who I think all three had just a great game last night and were mostly responsible for them winning that game, even though Louisville played quite well. Buhati, um, that's fun to say. Yes. Uh, I think she was the 2020 like FIFA goalkeeper of the year. So that's like a, a very strong addition yeah. on, on loan there. Um, and then, and then they also still have, uh, Jess Fishlock in attacking midfield. Um, she 
place for whales, I think. So, so, I mean, some of the context, I, I guess, before we start diving in the match itself, is that this match is across the country and it is late. You know, I mean, they get there a few days early, but still, like, there's there's elements of, you know being jet lagged and out of your element there. So, I just a hard scenario and, it, and this is kind of a uniquely american thing how big the landscape is here that travel like the away matches in england like like a far one for them would be like from like louisville to indy, indy <laughs> yeah it's like silly they're like oh my god we have to go this far it's like chill guys that's a close one like that's, that's i mean i think i'll drive to <laughs> i think like london to glasgow is like here to chicago that's like the furthest possible <laughs> in the in the in great britain you could go yeah, so they had to go all the way to the West Coast. So I want everybody to remember that because, like, that's just like, yeah, I'm not. It's not an excuse, but it's it's definitely a, a factor. And even even with that, again, yes, it did end up being a loss. But well, a lot of positive and, takeaways. And it's a game on a baseball field, and none of these racing players had to come up through Slugger. They they've not. Back uh, in my day. Yeah, not like back in the day. They <laughs> they're spoiled playing at Lynn. So, yeah, not not the not the best setup, but they did, I think, play well. I, I was going to mention just overall for the game, like definitely the past couple games, the defense has been improving um, as far as like keeping from giving up chances. I think they've been creating more chances on offense. Finally, we're starting to see a bit of the few of the pieces they've picked up in a great um, I think overall the passing still really needs to get better. And I think, I think that's in the big moments, this game, that was what really let them down. The um, especially that second goal from Samara, it was just like a kind of a lazy pass towards the midfield that got picked off. And oh, yeah. like the moment that pass was picked off, you could see that the goal was coming. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, that was, that was, that was just a product of, of, of that, of that poor pass again, like, we were pressing up. We were in possession. I don't. I don't fault them for that. But you just can't give yeah. up a, a pass like that. It's, the, it's the the passing is the last piece that has really not started to improve like everything else has. And that's. I think that's really what I want to see moving forward as as people gel and as we integrate everyone is like the um we really need to see the the passing get better. Yeah. So that. I mean that 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 second goal was definitely a product out. That first one, like that uh, was that was all that was all the rain. That was like I mean that I, was I all that was all Le Samer. That's yeah, that like was, that was the first of two times that um that um that Aaron fell over. Like she needs some like deeper uh, studs or something. Like it just I really that's unfortunately really, gonna I be on the highlight. Straight reel. to the second goal because I really didn't want to have to talk about this one because got to, I think Aaron got, Simon's my my favorite player. And she just got absolutely put on skates that like just an incredible individual um, goal from Lesa May. Cause she, she cut, she cut back, she cut back again. And uh, that's yeah. almost they certainly going to be goal of the week. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, that was, I mean, that was definitely, you know, well-earned and it, it's just hard to defend something when, when somebody has such a good individual effort like that. Like what? I mean, if you're gonna give up a goal, like give one, like give one up like that. Like that was that was well earned. It's not like we flubbed on that one. Like even if she did stay, you know, even if she didn't fall over there, it's just you still want to stay on your feet. But yes, it was a very very. I mean that just that just that just added to the optics. Like it just 
wasn't, you know, wasn't, and she fell later. So it's not, I don't like, yeah, I mean, it was definitely so that Duke moves there, but also, you know, I'm not going to say she had bounce issues or whatever, but I mean, deeper studs, maybe the fact that it was on a baseball field, like who knows, was that the infield side? Like, I don't even know. Yeah. I think it was because we were talking about yeah. the, the spades on the field. Oh, were in the something outfield. that was distracting were, me the whole game. Hearts. The, the card, yeah, the card, the, the, the heart spade, uh, all the card symbols like it is their baseball team there like card themed what what was going on no, there no, with the no field? their their baseball team is the tacoma rainiers like like the mountain. i brought this up it was like it would make sense if they were playing in reno because reno has a baseball team called the aces yeah but yeah was there, a po- was there a poker tournament at this field? Like, what, what was going on with the... <laughs> Ooh, if we're gonna I have do no some, idea. If we're going to do some, like, lower-level uh, baseball symmetry here, when we played at the Switchbacks, they had that isotope-looking thing, and Albuquerque has the isotopes. Is their a AAA yep. affiliate there? Like, so great. we have all sorts of isotopes weird mixing of themes. Mascot. I love, yeah, I love right? Albuquerque isotopes. Yeah, dude, there's some there's some fantastic like themes going on like lower level baseball. The uh, the double A affiliate up in Hartford is the Yard Goats. Mm-hmm. Like, how awesome is that? All right, getting off track with some awesome themes and, and mascots, but I mean, so first goal well earned. Second goal, a little passing flub. I want, I'm not even gonna call that a defensive flub. Like it's just yeah, it's just a, what, what a gonna, lazy what pass. Gonna do? And, what are you gonna do? And they were pushed forward, you know. And that's just the moment she got the ball, like there was no, <laughs> she had a clear path to the goal. That was, yeah. So I don't, I'm sure you guys have seen this, but um, there's a Twitter account called Gameflow, And it's, it, it, that's where I'm looking at the XG stuff. And it's cool because it visualizes those moments. And this one, like you can kind of see it's clearly broke up into two halves. Like the first, like the first half, well, all rain. Second half, like that's when racing like, looked like came alive in the XG capacity at least. And I did want to bring up, so like, yeah, for, I guess total XG for the night, it was 1.71 for Louisville, 1.07 for Rain, which is probably the best game XG-wise that they've had all season. It's only the third time that they've led in that this mm-hmm. year. They're three and eight on expected goals. Um, but I guess I wanted to bring up, when you look at that chart, I am curious how much of that was Louisville really getting it together in the second half and how much of that was the rain kind of doing like we were complaining Louisville, uh, Louisville city did. It, it seemed like after the, after the halftime, the rain were really content to just try to sit on that lead. And yeah. I think Louisville had a lot more space to work with. I think, they're the, daring us to be dangerous. Were, the rain were pressing really hard in that first half, and they really backed off of that in the second half. Yeah. Um, so I still mean, overall good, but I, I do wonder how much of that was Louisville and how much of that was was Seattle or Tacoma. I mean, oh, OL Tacoma Seattle rain. Yeah, uh, probably probably a bit a mix a, a mixture of uh, of both there. I think it was, I think it was in that second half. What was that? that um, I think it was a cross from Emily Fox to Nadia who headed it, and it just like it just, she just didn't get in, Nadia, like, enough. Nadia really felt like should should have had one that game. She had a lot of really yeah, good sure. chances. I mean, the instant impact we've had with adding people like Ebony and Nadia, like it's like night and day. Like we like are, are we we have an attack now. It's it's just I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. 
it's just wild to me how how much of an instant impact that was and maybe i was i, I thought it might take like a, just a little bit of time like a little bit of ramp up but it was like right away yeah especially uh the impact that uh ebony had when she came in in that houston game mm-hmm. um i can't wait till we get that type of production going with the team yep it's like once once this team like fully gels together, the league's gonna be put on notice by us. Yeah. Well, and you you mentioned the cross she put in, but just another another great game from Emily Fox, where it seemed like our entire offense ran through her. Um, she was like, especially um, if you look at the like the passing network for that game, it's like every every like big passing combination we had for the night went through her Mm -hmm. so um i mean that was that was that that was that crossing was probably the most notable like missed missed opportunity but i mean there were some other you know other close ones like we're we're really ramping up in the attack and the defense i think is is remaining consistent michel bedos is a human wall still making makes making tons of tons of saves and i you know I'll say it again and again, like like our best pickup uh, from the from the expansion draft. I mean, I, at first I thought it was you know to getting her for the veteran the experience, draft. the leadership. Excuse me. College draft. Oh, is that okay? Either way, still one of our our just our best best early pickups just in general, like just what she's brought to the table. I'm just, I don't know. really. Well, I was really going to mention. I I guess I, I mentioned passing being a an issue, and I think really. Um, I was looking through our passing stats and noticed that even though she's only played 68 minutes total this season, Addison Merrick is like third best in like pa- expected passes above or passes above expected. And so I, I think she was a really good pickup in the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. And, and I do, I do hope that she can get healthy this season because i think she is going to be able to make a big impact on the back line whenever she's able to to play consistently yeah yeah i i think once she shakes this ankle injury i i think she'll probably be able to get more minutes um i think ideally she's the pairing with bonner when she's healthy on the right side or in the center in the center see i talking about this last night Yes, me and Ben were talking about this last night uh, when I when I drove home. We we are of the same mindset that Gemma and Brooke need to be the two center backs. We're team Brooke. And, we're team Hendricks. Yeah. So and, and I I feel like our our back line definitely needs to be for for the moment. It needs to be. Uh, Emily Fox, Brooke Hendricks, Gemma, and Julia Ashley. I to solidify I think, our back line for the moment. And once we solidify our back line and we can start switching up the formation on the back line, then we can shift Emily into the midfield. I think the issue with that core back line, and I think the reason we've not seen Hendricks paired with Bonner at all is that. I think Bonner and Hendricks 
share a lot of strengths and also a lot of weaknesses. And I think what the issue is, is that, I guess I was talking about this last night, but because uh, Betos and um, Bonner are extremely good defensively, but they're the main issue with the two of them is that neither of them are very good with the ball at their feet. It, passing wise, Betos and Bonner are both like below expected for passing and Hendricks is also like a good physical presence and a good defender but is also not a passer and so that leaves you with your entire core back three that you can't really run your offense through and start things out of the back so you need you need to have someone in that center um center back pairing who who is good with the ball at the feet with their good with the ball at their feet and and can run the offense board. And I think that's why we've seen like Real and Martin more than we've seen Hendricks because they are a little better at their feet. And I think the reason I mentioned Merrick is that I think of of that group, she is definitely the best, which is why I th- I think ideally she's she's the pairing back there, but she just has not been healthy. Okay. That's, I mean, that's a fair argument. And then also, I guess there's something to be said is I think that uh, coach Christy Holly is probably just a, a little bit smarter than me with soccer. I mean, could be up in the air, but I'm just, I'm, I'm going to give him the upper hand there. So I imagine he has a, a game plan and some sort of thought process there. And I'd be curious to hear exactly what that is, but um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And there's still, I mean, still a lot of growing for this team to do. I mean, there's still, so young and those connections are still being made that, that growth. And that's, I guess, is a good segue into what you kind of tweeted about b- before this act is the team is trending in the right direction. And I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it because I think people need to keep that in the forefront. Like the results of this season need to be the growth and the development of this team is a, is a collective unit. And with that, the wins and stuff will come like, so we shouldn't judge this team so much by the wins and loss columns this season, but it's that growth and your, well, and your chart you put out, like there's expected goals for versus expected goals against. And like, they're both going the right direction. So yeah, positive movements. And I think, um, I guess we can sort of use this to transition into the, game preview for next week but i think that trend i think we can put that trend to the test next week and see if uh, so because we've had a a run of games in the last like five or so games where the on paper everything is improved but they've not really gotten results um i mean part of that is because they've been improving from being very very bad so that they're at the point now where they're almost kind of just even (laughs) um but Kansas City is also very bad in in XG for and against. And so I I think that this next game against Kansas City at home is really a test to see if this improvement can really can start to translate into some actual results. Cause that I think given where they've been trending, that's a game where I think you can now say that that's like a very winnable home game for them. Oh, yeah. I think you would not have said that. A month and a half ago. Right. Kansas City has zero wins, four draws, and seven losses. Like, I'm I'm almost the mindset to say, like, anything less than a win would be disappointing. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, almost there. Yeah, just because 
they're well, bad. We're trending in the right direction. Like this could be the one where, where things really click and, and it could be a lot of fun. So people, if you don't have your tickets to this one, like this is going to be the, this is going to be the fun racing match to catch. Should be. Also, I think they have I about think, the same goal differential as Louisville. Totally. Uh, in total. We're so. even on goal differential at negative 10. Yeah. So I, I think just home field advantage. That should be like slight Louisville slightly favored there. But yeah, that that's what I'm watching for is and this is a team where like they should be expected to to have a positive expected goal differential in this next game against Kansas City. And can they turn that into like an actual win is the question. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope a lot of people come out to this game because also to mention it, it's a game on a Sunday at three o'clock. So okay. Hopefully, it's it won't fun be game like to bring the baby to. I'm excited. Yeah, that, works out, that works out well for your schedule. Yeah. So. All right. Any uh, any additional thoughts on racing in general? Do we um, want to complain about the announcers? For, uh, for I don't the, know uh, how I don't know how well you could hear them at Hogfather. Oh yeah, we yeah we couldn't hear that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they trash. Probably fill us in for you. Because... <laughs> They like, I think it was pretty clear that they did like the minimum amount of research they needed, but had not actually watched any game film from either team. Because I, I the one that killed me is they mentioned that uh, both of these teams are very possession oriented. So it'll be interesting to see who wins the possession battle, which like I would love for racing to get to the point. <laughs> this year where they're a possession oriented team but it's definitely like averaging not how like 20% possession how the year has gone yes. till now. <laughs> we actually went even on possession last night yeah that, that's like a was a, win for them yeah, yeah. but i well I, I think yeah both of the teams last night have not had a lot of possession it was one of those cases where like someone had to have the ball <laughs> but uh and then also like they just casually they referred to, to Emily Fox as a center back, center back like several times, um, and and I think even mentioned that she should be playing center back, which is completely insane. <laughs> Seeing league, as how she's like all of our offense right now. And then uh, I mean the league clearly has some growth to do. It was on a baseball field that you got those announcers. People complain a lot about Twitch, which you know personally I've not had a poor experience with. I'm on Twitch a lot for other reasons anyway so I kind of I, I like the platform but like you know I don't I, know I, if it's like my tv setup or if it is just like the quality of the twitch stream but like I it's like a noticeable difference for me between Paramount and Twitch when I'm streaming it like Twitch has a lot of weird like interlacing artifacts and it seems to like slow up and speed down a lot more than I get on, on Paramount. Yeah. It's, I have not been super happy with the Twitch stream. Quality. Yeah. Everybody, everybody dunks on it. Yeah. I they mean, more bits. They don't got enough bits for the game. And then also like, if you're, if you're looking at like the, it's the, the Twitch chat can be pretty toxic. <laughs> well, thankfully on my TV, I, I don't have the chat. Yeah. So I just avoid that. Yeah. I mean, the game on Twitch. it's yeah, it's not, I mean, it's no Twitter, but it's still pretty bad. So, all right. Well, um, I have a fun little tidbit I, I wanted to share. Um, it was after the 
little setting match I went down for their for the interviews and stuff. And Jonathan Gomez came back out because he was wanting to catch up with other fans. What a good guy. He came back out because he went to like sign stuff for people. But everybody had cleared out by that point. And he started taking off his shin guards. And those things are so damn small. Oh, like tiny. They, I, I have no idea how small that you are allowed to play with is what most of the well, place. His like, use. you know, I'm holding up my iPhone here. It was probably a little small, like, smaller than than the iPhone. And I told him like, oh my God, that's so small. He's like, you should see Cameron. So I guess Cameron probably has like a quarter taped to his shin or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get to visualize, but that's just my assumption. I just, I don't know. Mine, if, I'm like, oh man, mine are so big. And then I got these little like cloth things are holding them up. And he has this like actual like KT tape sort of stuff taping on there. I'm like, well, that, and I told him like, well, that's why I'm not good at soccer. I got to get smaller ones and I got to tape them There we go. That's it. what it is. But... <laughs> that's what's been holding me back. They're weighing you down. <laughs> That's the only thing. That's the only problem in my game. It's You're going to be like Piccolo. See... You're going to take those big, huge, honking <laughs> shin guards out. You're going to weigh 10 less pounds. Oh, fantastic reference. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny to see what their shin guards look like compared to what shin guards look like when I was playing soccer when I was younger. Like, you, you had, like, a whole shin guard, not oh, these little they were... things that you put with. Yeah, like it was, it was new to me, have this little plates. I know what you're talking about. It's the kind that had like the little hook thing that would go, uh, like the elastic hook thing that would go under there and they're real chonky and that you put, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, different uh, different landscape from back then. So anyway, um, I just thought that was a fun tidbit to share because I just I just had no idea. It's just one of those things I never thought about. They do sell well, the little fancy slide-in ones at, at Dick's Sporting Goods, Ben, if you do want well, I know mine are, mine are like slide ones, but it's just like, it's like longer and bigger. His was again, like a lot smaller and that just caught me off guard. Um, one thing on the racing side, um, Taylor auto is healthy right now. And from what I saw earlier on in the season, I think it was during the challenge cup when she was playing, she was really good in the midfield. So I, I want to see possibly have her in the rotation next game mm-hmm. against Kansas City. Yeah, I'd like to see her and Freya side by side because that's that I think that's the main thing we're missing. And that's one of the things that's keeping the passing from improving is we need we need another like dedicated possession oriented midfielder next to Freya. Mm-hmm. Yep. So all right guys, well I think it's time to to wrap this thing up. We've 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 talked a lot. Justin, I want to thank you for, for joining us, picking up from my Slack, bringing some nice new perspective into the mix. No problem, Ben. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And my name's Benton. You can find me at Twitter at PurpleSDF. Uh, my name's Zach. You can find me at Zach W. Allen. And uh, I am JT Rocker 117 on Twitter. There you go. Follow these people, everybody. And don't forget, our great host, the State of Louisville, they've uh, they got some great stuff. Check out their website. I forgot to mention them at the beginning, and I feel bad about that. But thank you to them as always. Was it? We fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just edit me talking at the end. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another great episode. We will see you guys next week, hopefully talking about more wins. That's what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about any losses. I don't want to talk about any draws. Just more points. Wins. Tang W wins. All right, we're good. Later, Peace y'all. out, everybody.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.